Hey friends, this is Joe Barlow, and welcome to my podcast. I'm glad you joined me. On this podcast, my goal is that you would draw closer to the Father God, that you would know Jesus Christ, and that you would experience the power of the Holy Spirit here in this earth. God bless. Today is Worship Wednesday, and as you might notice, I don't have Abraham sitting here and I don't have my guitar with me. And uh, however, I want to share with you about a song that we all love to sing during this time of year. It's called Joy to the World. And uh, I shared this on Sunday morning at church and it just really made sense to a lot of people. It really helped them to, to see where this kind of song, this song was going to and where it was coming from. And so I just want to give you a quick little background on the song. Um, it's uh, the words, uh, the words and the lyrics of the Christmas carol "Joy to the World" were written in 1719 by a guy named Isaac Watts, and um, his father was John Watts, a nonconformist, and he was so extreme uh, his views that he was imprisoned twice. His father, Isaac Watts' father, was imprisoned twice because his views were so extreme his religious views. Uh, his, his father's influence over Isaac was demonstrated when he chose to attend non-conformist academy uh, at Stoke Newington in preference to going to a regular university. Um, sounds kind of like the homeschoolers of today. Anyway, Watts was ordained as a pastor of an independent congregation and he wrote many hymns and carols and was awarded a Doctor of Divinity uh, a degree by the, uni uh, the Doctor of De Divinity degree by the University of Edinburgh in 1728. The music to the song Joy to the World was written by George Friedrich Handel, okay? And he's the same guy who wrote the Hallelujah Chorus, Handel's Messiah, and uh, obviously many other great compositions. But uh, here this guy, Isaac Watts, had written the, the lyrics and Handel took, uh, took these lyrics and wrote this song. The thing I want to say about this song, Joy to the World, is that it is a, I believe, and as I've sung this song, I really, it's come to a new level of understanding for me. But I would put it at the level of a prophecy, okay? You know, we, we do live prayer and prophecy here on Tuesday mornings on this show. Um, and so there's times when, you know, God's speaking directly to a person. So live, you know, it's like live prayer and prophecy. Well, here this song itself is like a prophecy. Uh, because it, what it starts to say, it's making a proclamation. And it's talking about the birth of Christ. Um, now, I don't know if you know this, but some prophecy could be in the future and some prophecy could be in the past. Like in the book of Revelation, uh, there's things that John the Apostle uh, was, you know, everybody knows that book is a, a prophetic word basically. And some of the things that happened in the, you know, the prophetic side of things in the book of Revelation actually already happened, okay? And some were in the future. So uh, anyway, I just wanna share this, um, this song with you. Um, it's really powerful. Uh, hold one second. There we go. 
and that is um, when we say joy to the world the Lord is come let earth receive her king okay let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing so it's it's like a proclamation going out over the earth joy to the world now if you think about it they had been waiting for the Messiah for 4,000 years because ever since the time when God began to prophesy that the Messiah was coming as a matter of fact uh, the, the Old Testament is full of uh, what they call messianic prophecies and that is where the, the prophecies uh, are pointing to Jesus they're pointing forward you know it says in the scriptures that God does nothing without revealing his plans to his servants the prophets okay and so here the Old Testament was full of these pointers you know all these words pointing forward to the coming of Jesus Christ now um, if, if you look at it there's just such a great release that happens when Jesus arrives because you have 4,000 years of pent-up energy um, a friend uh, several years ago I went to Uganda and um, when we were driving back from uh, we were driving to the airport at the end of the trip and this this team that I had together was wonderful and this uh, one girl so we were just on the trip back to the airport we had like an hour but we just started to prophesy to each other and God was giving us words for each other and this one girl had this prophecy for me she said pastor Joe I see you being launched forward like this you know just like out of a slingshot she said but I do see this period of time where God's pulling back and pulling back and pulling back and pulling back and the tensions getting stronger and stronger for you to be released forward and uh, you know I was like well praise the Lord I'll receive that but then if you compare that the tension that could be built up as you're getting ready to to um, uh, be launched forward or whatever or when a stone in a slingshot is being ready to be launched there's tension that's built up more and more well here in the Old Testament they had 4,000 years of tension built up built up built up and there was more and more and more and more prophecies that came forth okay so this song is talking about this great release of joy so it says joy to the world the Lord is come let earth receive her king let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing and heaven and nature sing and heaven and heaven and nature sing now remember if you look at this again it's like when it says joy to the world the Lord has come think about when God said let there be light and all of a sudden boom there was light the proclamation was made let there be light well here the proclamation is being made joy to the world okay joy to the world and as a matter of fact when we sing it I feel like I'm prophesying joy to the world the Lord has come let earth receive her king let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing amen let's go to the next verse joy to the world the Savior reigns thank God we have a Savior and his name is Jesus Christ and it says let men 
their songs employ. Okay, now what does that mean? You're going to put your songs, give your songs a job? Exactly. Yes, it's exactly what it means. The, to give it a job. Uh, or put to use, right? Put your songs to use. So start singing songs is what it's saying. Let men their songs employ. Uh, while the fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains repeat the sounding joy. Now, what does that mean? Well, Scripture says that all creation is proclaiming the glory of God. Okay? All creation cries out. Right? And the, the, it says the stars and the, are, proclaim you know, the, the glory of God. Um, so here, um, it says that we should sing... Because the earth is already singing. If you remember when Jesus came into Jerusalem riding on the donkey and people were putting the palm branches and their coats down on the ground so that he could walk over them. Um, the, the Pharisees said, Jesus, you should tell them people to stop it. You, tell them to stop. They should, they're praising you. Tell them to stop it. That's not right. And he said, if they don't praise me, then the rocks will cry out. And that's, that's the same thing that's being said here. It's saying, joy to the world, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ. All right, so go ahead and praise him. While the fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains repeat the sounding joy. In other words, all creation is going to join in as we praise him. They're going to repeat the sounding joy. Now, here's the next part. I love this. No more let sins and sorrows grow nor thorns infest the ground. Hey friends, let me just interject here. If you are interested in more materials that I would have to offer, I have music, I have online classes, I have writings, I have books, and I have an online daily show on Facebook. You can learn about all of that if you just go over to josephbarlow.com. Let's get back to the message. Joy to the world, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ. All right, so go ahead and praise him. While the fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains repeat the sounding joy. In other words, all creation is going to join in as we praise him. They're going to repeat the sounding joy. Now, here's the next part. I love this. No more let sins and sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow, far as the curse is found, far as the curse is found, far as, far as, far as the curse is found. Now, let's go back to the beginning of this. No more let sins and sorrows grow. Now, Jesus has come to deliver us from sin, okay? And uh, the scripture says he was a man of sorrows. Well, thank God he carried our sorrows, right? So no more. You're making a declaration here. Listen, no more. It's like when you tell your kids, be quiet, right? <laughs> you, 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 the whole house is a cacophony. And you say, everybody, be quiet. Uh, here, this is the same energy. No more. And you can say this over your life. No more let sins and sorrows grow. So sin, stop it. Flesh, stop. We're not, we're not going to sin anymore. We're done with sin. Do you know that you're free from sin? I don't know if you know that or not, but scripturally, you've been set free from the bondage of sin. You, if you're born again, if you believe in Jesus Christ, then you've received a new spirit on the inside of you, and you're brand new. And because you're brand new, 
you don't have to sin. Okay? You don't have to. Oh, well, Joe, what about this and this? You know, no. You're set free. You're set free. You don't have to sin. You no longer have a sin nature. Okay? Scripture says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Behold, all things are become new. Okay? We can get more into that later. So no more let sins and sorrows grow. You're making a proclamation here. Nor thorns infest the ground. What is, it? what is he talking about? Thorns infesting the ground. Well, if you remember, uh, when Adam and Eve sinned, and then God showed up, and uh, he's like, Adam, where are you? And he said, well, we were hiding. <laughs> what, did you eat from that tree I told you not to eat? And Adam, right away, blamed the woman. <laughs> and the Lord looked at the woman, and she said, not my fault. It was that devil. It was that, uh, that snake. That snake is what caused the problem. And so God cursed the snake because the curse had to come because sin was in the world now. And so, so it said, uh, he cursed the snake and he said, you're going to eat dust all the days of your life. And then he said, and this is the first messianic prophecy, he said, her seed, in other words, the descendant of the woman, is going to crush your head and you will bruise his heel. Now, that's in, the, that's in Genesis, where God's speaking the curse over the snake. Now, it says, you will bruise his heel, but he's going to crush your head. So the power and the authority of Satan was crushed by Jesus Christ. Okay, And the whole death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, as impactful as that was for us, for, for Jesus, it was just like the snake just bit his heel. <laughs> you know, like, big deal. So, but that's what he said, that's what he was saying uh, in that. But that was the curse spoken over the snake. But then he said to the woman, you know, your pains in childbirth are going to increase and your desire is going to be for your husband. And then to the man, he said, the earth is cursed. And he said, the, you're going to eat by the sweat of your brow. And it's going to be very difficult for you. Okay. And, um, and he said, the, you know, basically, it's going to produce thorns and thistles for you. And so here this song is saying, no more let sins and sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. In other words, my friends, if you're in Jesus Christ, the earth should produce an abundant harvest for you because the curse has been lifted by Jesus. This is very, very good news. As a matter of fact, this is joy to the world. No more let sins and sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes, Jesus Christ comes to make his blessings flow as far as the curse is found, okay? So as far as the curse is found, anywhere you see the curse in your life, Jesus has come to redeem this and set you free completely from the curse, every bit of it, every bit of the curse, you've been redeemed from it, okay? Uh, as a matter of fact, <clears throat> I love to read Deuteronomy 28. The first 14 verses are so wonderful because it gives you the blessings of following God, right? But the next... Verses 15 through 68 are like a horror movie or like a really, really bad thing I wouldn't let my kids watch, a show I wouldn't let my kids watch. It's terrible because it's the curse of the law. Okay, so how do you find out if it's the curse? Well, if you look in Deuteronomy 28 and you see that, uh, wow, what I'm experiencing is actually in the second portion of Deuteronomy 28 where all the curses are listed. Wait a second, I'm, I'm enduring a curse? 
No more let sins and sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow far as the curse is found. So you start proclaiming that over your life and say, no more. I'm not going to take the curse anymore. And so if you see something happen in your life that's good and blessing, and that's in that first portion of the scriptures, thank God for it. But if you see it's a curse, you need to command it to stop. Okay? I hope this is helping you. It's helping me. I'm feeling good about this. Okay? So you, we're making a declaration and a proclamation over our lives. No more. Sin is not going to reign in my life anymore. Amen? The last verse, um, he rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and the wonders of his love and wonders of his love and wonders and wonders of his love. All right, so he rules the world with truth and grace. Now, how does the devil rule? Through lies. Because the scripture says that Satan is the father of lies. So how does the devil rule? Through lies. He deceives. How did he, how did he rule over Adam and Eve? Through lies. Okay. How does he rule over anybody? Through lies. But Jesus says, he, but this song says that Jesus rules the world with truth. Because the scripture says in John chapter 8 that then you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Free from what? Free from Satan's rule and authority. So Jesus rules the world with truth and grace. Okay? Grace is God's supernatural empowerment for you. He's empowering you to do something that you couldn't really do on your own. So Jesus rules the world with truth and grace. And he makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love and wonders of his love. So, and, and it says, and he makes the nations prove. Well, what does that mean? He makes the nations prove. It means that there's going to be an accounting, okay? Listen, such and such country, I put a hundred million, hundred billion tons of gold in you. What'd you do with it? This country over here, I gave you timber and forests in abundance. What did you do with it? Did you prove the glories of my righteousness, did, of, of my, how good and right I am? Did you use that to bring forth the gospel into the earth? Uh, what about us as Americans? We've been given more wealth than any country ever, okay? What are we doing with it? Are we using it to preach the gospel? Well, praise the Lord, uh, uh, America is the country that preaches more, you know, sends more missionaries and, and does more to preach the gospel than any country ever has in the history of the planet. So Jesus is going to make the nations prove. He's going to say, hey, India, what have you done? America, what did you do? Canada, what did you do with the resources I gave you and the people I gave you? Okay, so he, Jesus is going to bring an accounting to all of this. And because he wants the glory of his righteousness uh, to come forth and the wonders of his love, people being loved, abundance coming forth because there, remember, there's no lack in heaven. So if there's lack on the earth, it's only because we as Christians haven't come forth and brought forth God's abundance the way that it's supposed to. And through that, people will feel loved. Friends, um, that's the song, Joy to the World. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing. You're making a divine declaration over your life. It's a wonderful thing. Uh, 
Praise the Lord. So glad so many people have joined me today. This is wonderful. And I hope this was a blessing to you. Well, friends, I hope you enjoyed that message. I've been praying for you, and I'm going to keep praying for you. Because I really believe that the truths that I shared today have to get really deep in your heart. And if you need more information, or if there's any way I can help, please reach out to us at www.josephbarlow.com. 